Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. I'm glad you're here. If this is your first time with us at Faith Renewed, we just want to welcome you and let you know we're, we're so glad that you come to worship and hang out with us this morning, and, uh, and we hope you experience the love of Jesus while you're here. So Faith Renewed, let all of our first-time guests know <clears throat> we, we love them. Uh, um, we, uh, when you come back, you're just family. We have several folks who are with us for the second time this morning as I look around, and just glad you're back, and it's just good to have you here. Uh, just love to get you connected to this family, what God's doing in this church. Uh, have any questions about those things, stop by Connect, and somebody will be there uh, to talk to you and try to answer any questions that you may have. Uh, if you tune in today via live stream out there, we're glad you tuned in, and uh, let our live streamers know that you're glad they're, they're, they're worshiping with you from afar. <clears throat> Hope you heard that. I believe you did. Uh, no matter where you're at this morning, do this. Take your Bible and uh, turn with me to the book of John, chapter 18. John, chapter 18. <clears throat> um, and uh, the, all the verses will be on the screen, uh, it, hopefully, because I, I give those those guys, and I get in, in kind of the flow sometimes, and they, they try to hang with me, man. We got the best AVT team around, and uh, they, uh, they, yeah, let them know. That, I mean, that's one of the hardest jobs in the church right there is trying to do what they do. So I'm thankful for those guys. They try to hang in there with me. So, but John 18 is where we're going to be at today. Uh, if you, again, the scriptures will be on the screen. If you don't have a Bible, stop by Connect as well. We'll connect you with the Word and uh, give you a Bible. So uh, stop by if you need one of those as well. But John 18 uh, is where we're at this morning. And I want to read a few verses. And uh, we're going to start in verse 33. And um, just to kind of let you know kind of what's happening in this story where we're getting ready to pick up, this is the story of, of Jesus being brought before Pilate, all right? Pilate is, uh, he, Jesus has been arrested uh, for, for being Jesus. Uh, he's, been, he's been arrested for being God. We talked a couple of weeks ago about that Jesus is God, and he's come in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. And so uh, he was arrested for that, and uh, we know that he uh, is uh, arrested, and, and, and he's been arrested for us and taking our place and getting ready to take our sin and our shame to the cross so that we can be free and have life. So uh, we're going to see that in, in, you know, throughout Scripture. But in this story, we're, we're, uh, it's, a, it's a discussion, I guess, of sorts that takes place between Jesus and Pilate. And uh, this is the words that we'll hear. Uh, if you have read letter, you'll know that these are the words of Jesus himself um, when he speaks. But in verse 33, it says this. It says, Then Pilate entered the praetorium again, called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourselves about this, or did others tell you this concerning me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered and said, My kingdom is not of this world. I like that. That's the, actually, the word in Greek, that word there is the word cosmos. And it's where we, we, we get our cosmic word, this whole understanding. We, <laughs> I love Jesus talking in a way that these guys can't even grasp. Uh, he says, my kingdom is not of this world. He said, if my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Verse 37. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you? You a king then. 
Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Words of Jesus. Uh, This morning we're going to talk about in this series that we're in today called The Real Jesus. Uh, The title is The Real Jesus is King. Let's pray and talk to the King and talk to the Father, the one who's seated on the throne and the one at his right hand. God, we come to you right now in that name, in the name of Jesus, in the King of all kings. We come to you, Lord, and declare today, Lord, that as we begin to call on you, as we begin to pray, as we ask of you, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you're here and you've come into this place. And God, we pray that your kingdom will continue to come, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. Let us uh, encounter, experience, and uh, grasp hold of everything that the kingdom has all for, Lord. And let's acknowledge the most important thing, that's the King, Lord. We just honor you today and lift you high in this room in Jesus' incredible name. Say it with me, church. Amen. 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 We are in this series called The Real Jesus, as you can see on the screen. And we have been looking at, at different attributes of Christ and who Jesus is and, and uh, what he's done. And, and what he has done and who he is affects who we are and what we should do. Two of you are in agreement. The rest of you are still thinking about that. Okay, I'll give you a moment uh, to, to, to ponder on that thought. But who he is and what he's done affects who we are and what we should do. Okay, there you go. It's better. I know it takes us sometimes a little early, especially first service. Man, it's early a little bit, you know. But, uh, but it, it may take a while. But Jesus is an incredible being. Uh, we, it's hard to grasp this. And I, I said this last week. I believe this is probably one of the most important series I've ever taught because uh, we uh, are looking at Jesus. We're always pointing to him. If you come around here any amount of time, you know our vision is to make Jesus known. It's for people to get to know him, know who he is. And when that happens, their life changes. And so we've been talking about those important things. Last week, we talked about that Jesus is the word. And that Jesus, uh, the Bible says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And we see in verse 14 of John 1, that word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so we're able to just spend time. I love uh, social media. And when it's used for good, and I saw posts this week about, man, I'm having coffee with Jesus, and um, I'm having pizza with Jesus, and I'm hanging out with Jesus, and, and it's people that are gathered around the Word of God, how powerful that is. And you've got to grab hold of the Word, and you need to do that at an early age. You need to teach your kids this at an early age. And I found a couple of things as I was um, looking through some uh, old stuff the other day, trying to find something that I was needing, and I found a couple of things I just want to bring to you and just kind of show you real quick today about how I believe one of the big reasons that today day, I'm doing what I'm doing, not pastoring, but just trying to follow Jesus. Not even, again, what I do on the stage, but who I try to do every day, and, and that's just follow Christ. And, and uh, one of those, I believe, because the Word of God got into me at an early age. Uh, this is a, um, my very first Bible that I, I found when I was going through some stuff, and uh, this, was, uh, this was given to me uh, by our nursery department. As you can see, it's kind of falling apart uh, there that... Uh, this is um, given, let me see if I can find that again, to Terry Rogers for 12-week attendance uh, from the nursery department. It was given to me on 6-18-1972. So uh, my very first Bible that I got at the age of two years old, and um, I, uh, I wrote on the next page, um, the boy is funny. He is funny. I am funny. 
Uh, I don't, so I don't even know what that means, but uh, I, that's what I wrote. I, I learned how to write it, on, not on the page, it's actually the way they go, but upside down. I learned how to write my name in my Bible, in the book. I, on the back page is where I learned how to write my numbers. And, uh, and literally, um, I don't know if, again, I, I, I told you, I, we didn't miss church. I got perfect attendance. Uh, in, in church, uh, and I don't know if I was, during all the churching that I had, there was a, um, maybe I must have heard a message about God being, you know, his word being daily bread, because this is uh, actually a, a Bible that I ate, um, parts of it, uh, literally, uh, began to consume the word early in life, and uh, so I uh, cut my teeth there on that, that, that book, I, and I'm thankful for that book. Um, also, in very another important Bible that I found that I, I, I love, and this is kind of cool, old school, definitely, you can tell that's 80s. Um, <clears throat> got 80s written all over it. Um, but this was um, actually given to me uh, when I was 10 years old by my brother uh, on December 24th for Christmas. And uh, this was, again, 10 years old. And I, I, uh, this was the very first Bible that I have ever read uh, from start to finish. And it was in 1982. I was 12 years old. So young people... You're never too early to start reading God's Word. And so uh, they did a campaign at my church, and I remember it. It said, read the Bible through in 82. That was the campaign that we did. And so I remember, I didn't understand half of what I was reading. And I, I think that's one of the things that scares us and makes us fearful sometimes of the Word. We don't understand everything about it, so we shy away from it. But as a 12-year-old boy, there were two things that I believe marked my life. And one of them was reading the Word of God from, from start to finish and I got baptized in the Holy Spirit that year as well. And there were two things I believe have marked and shaped my life. And so uh, I would just want to encourage you to get in God's Word. Now, if you see my Bible, this one's been rebound. But um, I, back then, I did not uh, underline or highlight things in this Bible back in the day. Um, I, um, this is pretty cool, though, too. Uh, striper, a uh, little Striper paraphernalia there from uh, Striper. If you don't know who Striper is, please see me after church. I'll introduce you to, uh, to them. But... Um, uh, this was, um, again, literally something that Mark shaped my life. And I did not underline and highlight words uh, in, in this Bible back then. I, I don't know if I was kind of fearful of that. But as I was looking through this, and, and some of you guys have been around here for, for a little while. This was a series we'd done just a little while back. There's only one verse in this whole book that I highlighted in this Bible. And it was Joshua 24, 15. That's for me and my house will serve the Lord. So, uh, if, uh, so uh, I'm, I'm just thankful that at 12 years of age, um, I said, my house is going to serve him. My house is serving him today. So never, you're too young to start declaring and speaking the word of God is powerful. And so um, we're going to talk about kind of more so, I guess, in representing what this is, because this book is, uh, this book is a book about a king and his kingdom. This book is about a king and his kingdom. And so this morning we're going to talk about uh, Jesus being king. So if you're taking notes, again, I encourage you to. Uh, number one thing this morning is, is this, and it is Jesus is king. Jesus is king. Again, this book, this Bible is about a king and his kingdom. And uh, just by definition, this is pretty cool. I like, <clears throat> I like the definition of what a king is. It's a male ruler of an independent state, especially one who inherits the position by birthright. And the second uh, definition, uh, again, I connect with, I think it's the coolest game ever created. And it uh, said the most important chess piece of which each player has won, which the opponent has to checkmate in order to win. 
And so, again, we're going to see some of the importance about that king and his kingdom. So uh, this first thing we want to see today is this, that Jesus is a king. Now, this is going to go against probably more so, uh, I believe, um, probably more challenging for some people to believe that, uh, that Jesus is God. I had conversations about that, or, or Jesus is the word. I had people come to me and just want to know more and ask questions about this. I think this may challenge our thinking naturally, probably more than anything else, in the mindset of this Western world that we're in, that Jesus is a king, because we don't understand uh, in our world that we're in today, in our Western mindset, we don't understand uh, king and kingdom real well, I don't believe, because uh, we have something called president. Uh, and, and the president is something that is voted in, is something that's voted for. And there's a big difference between a president and a king. And uh, you don't vote for a king. The king votes for you. And uh, so uh, we, I saw this, and I probably said something similar to this. When we had the vote and everybody got there, I got to go vote sticker or whatever. I voted or whatever. I heard some people say that I voted so that I have the right to complain. And I understand that mindset. I mean, I'm cool with it. I, I don't like the fact that, again, there are people who are complaining and saying stuff and talking about political system and saying things about that who don't use their voice and don't use their vote and don't stand up. I, I believe uh, if, if America, and especially the Christian church, would come together, we could change America. And if we would begin to vote together, and if we would unify, not on a party, but on the king, and we would come back to principles in this book, we would see things begin to shift and and, and change in our life. And so, but we don't have that understanding, I don't believe, real well, even when it comes to Jesus, because we don't see him really for who he is. We have this Western mindset because we voted in someone in authority. I want you to understand this, Morty. We don't vote him in. This is Jesus, and he is the king. And so, uh, the king and its most central component uh, in the kingdom is the king. Where, where there is no king, there is no kingdom. Where there is no king, there's no kingdom. And so, uh, it, it's, it's amazing to me. The land can be there, all the houses, the cars, everything else can be in place. But if there's no presence of the king, there is no kingdom. And, um, and so, again, this is going to mess with people just a little bit. Again, there's this huge difference, this huge shift between a king and the democratic state of the world that we're in today and uh, things that are happening and what's going on and we, with our president mindset or in some countries you have a prime minister or what, what there. And, and what happens in those places is this, that we have what is called the Constitution, and when you have a constitution, the president who is elected or the prime ministers who are put in place, the ones who are elected to put in those places, they're supposed to be brought in to uphold the constitution. Supposed to be. I use that word, term lightly. Uh, and uh, there, it, because, again, the central force around all these things is not the president, it's the constitution. And so uh, some of the school teachers are like, man, this is, I like this. Some of the others are going, what? You know, uh, but you, you've got the Constitution, and, and that is the center. And so this government is supposed to revolve around this Constitution. Everything's supposed to be hinged upon and set upon that. And it's supposed to uphold and protect and we the people and all these things that we see in this. But this is so much different than what we see in Scripture when it comes to the Bible. The kingdom and the king in it is the Constitution. Uh, 
I told you, this is going to get us thinking a little bit, a little bit different message. Uh, Because in every way, as we start putting him and allowing him and seeing him for who he is, this shifts everything about us. And we were singing just a moment ago, and Revelation says that, that Jesus is the King of kings. He's a Lord of lords, and, and, uh, and, and we're going to see these things. And so when you start seeing Jesus as king, when you start seeing him in this light, you start seeing things in a different way, and it starts totally in every way affecting who you are and what you do, and you start even thinking about it. And even Jesus was trying to get his disciples to see this early on when he told them, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I'm, I'm allowing you in my kingdom. Now, I'm allowing you and bringing you in to, to, to be a part of, of the king and the kingdom. I'm allowing you to do this because, again, this goes against everything our natural mindsets goes. Because this is just us right now. Now, this is not knocking on us or anybody today. But please, please understand. Feel my heart where I'm at. Please see this. We believe today that we're doing God a favor because we set our alarm clock last night and got up and came to church. We, um, we think that somehow, because we've chosen to come in and grace him with our presence, not the early crowd, y'all are okay, it's the 11 o'clock crowd who slept in. That's who I'm talking about, okay? So y'all are good. Y'all breathe in. Breathe out, okay. All right, it's okay. All right. But we get that mindset sometimes and that we somehow believe that we're doing something great for God. But when you begin to see that it is the king in his kingdom and he's allowing you to come into the throne room, everything changes. And I, and I love what we see about Scripture where we see what Jesus did, this high priest, and that's later. But we see what Christ did for us, and now we can boldly approach the throne room of grace. We can boldly enter into a place where the king is and into his kingdom and allow his presence. And did you see something throughout Scripture over and over and over? Something began to happen where you see Jesus trying to get the kingdom to earth. Now, again, this is going to mess with us a little bit, but you see this over and over and over. Matthew 9, 35, it says this. It says, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the, say it with me, kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. The kingdom is not a series. It's Jesus. kingdom is not a, a group of messages, and it's not even the topic of my conversation today. The kingdom and the king is Jesus. And so when we're trying to bring in and usher in and allow the king to step into our presence, that changes everything. When Chris was singing, when you walk into the room, everything changes. It changes when you understand that the king stepped out of heaven and into earth and by the spirit of a living God can come into your presence and into your place where you don't deserve. And that messes with us in this world because, again, I'm doing him a favor this morning because I studied and I'm going to get up here and talk and preach his message this morning. I'm doing, no, no, no. No, the king is allowing me this morning most humble way I can is get up here and speak 
about him and his kingdom. And, and to get us to see the importance of who he is, that he is king. We see in Luke 12, 32, he says, Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Luke twenty two twenty nine. he says, And I bestow upon you a kingdom just as my Father has bestowed upon me. You're seeing Jesus in every way that he can, trying to do something, trying to get heaven to earth. And, and we're, we're somehow in our minds trying to somehow get earth to heaven, and that's never been the plan. It's him coming into our place, into our position, stepping into where we're at, and it is him, and it's only him, and he is a king. You have to see it, that Jesus is king. So we do this. We set aside in our mind that I'm not going to just, again, uh, vote for the king. I'm going to honor the king. I'm going to recognize the king. I'm going to, I'm going to see him for who he is. And again, well, there is no kingdom without the king. So again, Jesus is the king. Number two is this this morning. Is this, is kings have all authority. Kings have all authority. Um, um, they, don't, they don't get their authority from the people. Yeah, this is messing with somebody. Um, it, you, don't, you don't get the authority from the people. And so uh, this, this goes against. I, I see this uh, right now uh, happening in some of the local levels of government and things that are happening and going on of people who are in positions of authority. Um, you, you, there's there's kind of chaos ensued and, and there's things that happen and there's bitterness that go along and things that take place because people say that you, you're working for me. You're in that seat of authority because I voted you in and allowed you in. I voted you in. I can get here and pick it. And, uh, and I can vote you out and I can get you out. Listen, you, you, don't, you don't operate that way with Jesus. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't do that, this, this thing with him. He, he's, not a, he's not a mayor who has been voted in. He is a king who is seated on a throne. And there's, he has all authority. He has everything. And so this is good news for us. This is good news, and it means this. When the king speaks on your behalf, nobody can disrupt or go in and amend what the king says. Now, this is something, again, I've seen, again, I've, uh, I've gotten connected some lately with more of what's going on on local governments and those types of things. And so I've been in, seated in some council meetings, and I've sat there, and I've never been a part of a big political system. I've always voted and tried to get knowledge and all that kind of stuff. But as I've been involved with some of these things, it's interesting to me. We sit there, and I'm listening, and someone brings uh, the petition in or brings in what they're going to speak and vote on. They discuss it. It goes back and forth, and sometimes it gets a little bit heated and a little bit crazy, and, and people say this or whatever, and then somebody will speak up, and they'll say, well, I, I think or I vote that we amend this, and we change this part of it, and then we make it, we word it this way, and then we all come to a place that we can all agree on, and then we can get the majority of the vote, and then we can say, it passes. Not with Jesus. Not with this book. It, it, it is not, even though we're trying to do this in America today, amend this book. Maybe it really doesn't mean that. I, this is what I believe that we should do, and I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, we're going to come out here and we're going to take out this word because it really don't mean that. And you really can do this if you really want to do this, if you feel like doing it. Or you really can do these things if it's good to you and it feels good and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to amend it. Then we're going to vote on it. Listen to me. You can't change the book. 
You know why? All authority. Everything in this book is true. And so we have to come to this place where there's not a vote. And you see this. You see the president, he'll try to do something, and he'll try to get something done. And then you'll see this. Well, it's got to go through the Congress and the House or the Senate. And then they're going to vote on it, and then they're going to call the grandmama and see if they're okay with it. And then they're going to turn around, and they're going to come back, and they're going to bring it back maybe one more time, and then they're going to come back and try to listen to me. Jesus has all authority. It's good news. Because you find out what the king said about you. You find out what the king has decreed and and what he has spoken and what he said about you. And then you understand some things. All authority is set and is hinged upon this. And so we have to understand when this king shows up, full authority is present with him. It it is not where you're uh, the president. You have the authority as president in that governing system that you're in right now. But then when you walk out of the country, you don't have authority there. Let Let me help you understand this thing. Everywhere the king goes, authority goes with him. So that, tell, that tells us something. That, that tells us when, no matter what's going on in my life, no matter what, how, how screwed up my work situation is, no matter how messed up school is, my family is, no matter what's going on, if the king's within me, I have the king in my heart and my life. He's a part of who I am. I take his presence with me. You can walk into the room as a representative of the king. You see this, and then you watch an atmosphere shift and change because the king walked in the room. Some of y'all is messing with you. It's okay. Uh, but, but this is so awesome for us. Everything in this is hinged upon this. And so you see Jesus trying his best to get us to do something. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. He is trying. He's telling us to seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Leave that one up for just a minute, if you would, Josh. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. If you look at that scripture and where that is, is, is birthed out of, in the context which that's written, he's just letting us know that we don't have to be worried about stuff, about things, and about getting our mind on others, other stuff and these possessions and all this kind of stuff that goes on because he understands something. He, he helps us. He's trying to help us see something. When you see and you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, I'm going to add all the other stuff to you that you need, and then you understand that when I add those things to you, the king has given that to you, therefore it's blessed. Now listen, we, we switch that around so many times. We've all been guilty. We seek first the things and then try to add the king. Listen to me. It's when we add the king and we seek him first. We seek forth his righteousness. He has everything you need, everything that's going on. And I want you to understand, he has all authority. Every word that he's spoken is true. When he decrees it, it is set forth for us. And we can walk in it. We can trust in it. That helps us understand even more so last week when we know that Jesus is the word. What he has spoken has said. He is this word. It is spoken in a position of authority. It's spoken by a position of authority. So again, first of all, Jesus is king. Second one, that he, uh, kings have all authority. Number three this morning is this. Kings become kings by birth. Now, um, kings become kings by birth. I, I want you to flip over real quick in your Bible if you can. Uh, Matthew chapter 2. 
I'm going to read something. We, uh, a couple weeks ago, we, we told about uh, Emmanuel, God with us in Matthew chapter 1. We talked about God being with us, him, him coming in through the person of Jesus, coming in, the Son stepping out of heaven into earth, being with us. And then we, saw, we, we, we see something happen here, and I, 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 just, I think it's so cool. Um, chapter 2, I'm just going to read 1 and 2. Chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Matthew 2. It says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, Wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. All right, I mean, this is right after uh, that, again, that chapter one, Emmanuel, God with us, his name is Jesus, all that type of stuff. You see this. You see that wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. In verse two, look at what these wise men say. Wise men say, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Let me tell you what wise men do. Wise men recognize the king. Wise men recognize the king. And this happens, and it takes place, and it's because he was born this way. And, and so it is not, kingship is not conferred by men. It is not, again, voted on or approved by someone. It's what takes place. And so we don't make him king. We acknowledge that he's king. And so this literally happens by birth. And so we watch this unfold. And it's, it's amazing to me. Uh, I don't really get into it like I see some people get into it. Uh, but, it but it's interesting. Anytime um, uh, the prince, was it William? Prince, what's his name? What's the dude's name? William? Harry? Which one's married? William. Okay. And then his, his bride, his, his lovely bride. Oh, she's, um, what's her name? Kate? Kate. Okay, so I told y'all what y'all keep up with that stuff. All right, I can't remember. I've seen it, but, but it's amazing. Anytime she gets pregnant, people just lose their mind. I mean, uh, and I'm like, dude, it's just a, it's just a baby, man. We've, I've been there. I've seen that. It's interesting. You know, so uh, it's a trip. Uh, so it, it, it's wow, you know, but they just lose their mind because there's a difference and that baby and any other baby in their eyes. Because kings are born. Royalty is given by birth. <laughs> and um, so literally from the beginning, the royal highness gets their royal highness. Um, clean and, and polished and waxed up, you know, and I mean, like, like nobody else and, and all these things, but because, again, this is just something that they're born into, and so uh, this begins to shift and change something for us. I read something just a moment ago in Revelation where he said he's made us kings and priests. Now, uh, this is going to shift on, on our hearts, and I hope you'll get it. This, this, is, this is huge because of what, what happens uh, because of the king, again, what he does. We don't, we don't get kingship by worth. We get kingship by birth. Now, so, some of us, we, we think that, you know, again, if I can do certain things, if I do God a favor and this and that, um, I can... I can Somehow, maybe I get a name or get a servant's position somewhere underneath the, the throne room. Now, listen, no, it is by birth that kingship happens. Now, I think it's important that I think true kings and true servants are, are servants of God. Matter of fact, Jesus, the king of all kings, he says, I didn't come to be served, I come to serve, give my life. 
as a ransom for many. That's what, that's what a true king does with a, with a servant's heart. That's what they will do. But this is something that happens for us, and it happens by birth. John 1, I want, you to, I want you to see two verses. Last week, in verse 14, we said that word became flesh and dwelt among us. I want you to see the two verses before that this week. John chapter 1, verse 12 and 13. It says this, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. This is way better than you acting. <clears throat> way better than you acting. He gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born. Now listen. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This changes Everything. This is this becomes again who you were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of the will of God. Listen, you, you didn't get here by the will of mom and daddy deciding I'm gonna have a baby. That's not even how you got here. That this this even this even should change from somebody needs to hear this. You're not an accident. That's what they may have told you your whole life. That's why we went ahead and got married. Or that's why we went ahead and did something. That you're here because it was an accident of this and that or whatever. Now listen, I, I want you to understand what God can do. God can make and take everything and turn it around and make it work for the good. And he does this. If you're in this room today and breathing... You're not here by, by, by the will of flesh, by the will of man. Listen to me. You're here because of the will and you're born of God. Now listen, if you've been born again. If you've been born again. That's why he tells us this. That's why when that conversation happened in John chapter 3, man, one of the greatest, most quoted things in, in the Bible. And when you hear this conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus, and he starts telling him, you have to be born again. And I want you to understand this second birth and what this does for us. Listen, it's in the moment that we're born again that we automatically come into royalty. He, said, he talks about in the scripture this royal priesthood, this holy nation. Listen to me, that's not Israel. That is the people who have answered the call and been born again into the kingdom because the king has allowed them to come into the throne room. Now, how did, how, does he, how did he do this? How did this happen for us? This happened because the king of all kings steps out of heaven. Now listen to me. This is, what he, this is what blows my mind. This is a true king. This king stepped off of his throne, stepped down to earth, and no longer had the royal crown upon his head. We know in Scripture that Jesus did this. Jesus took on a crown of thorns for us. We know the royal priestly garb and the kingdom kingly garb that, that, that the kings would wear was made fun of and a piece of robe was placed around him after Jesus was beaten and he was made fun of and, and, the, and the seat of authority that he was raised up on wasn't a throne, it was a cross. 
and the one who sat upon the throne now suspended between heaven and earth on a cross. The picture that kind of was going around around Easter, and I think I shared it, and I asked the guys to bring this out uh, today, and I just want to put it on the screen if you can see this. You can see that from where you're at. It says a lot can happen in three days. <laughs> that is representation of king of all kings who took on a crown of thorns for us. But in three days, he rose from the grave, went back seated at the right hand of the Father. Now we're the king of glory. And now listen to me, it's this crown of glory. And he will come again. I don't know, I, I like Revelation. And we studied that here for a long time. And it's an incredible book. But there's going to be this time when this king steps out. And it's going to be written upon his thigh that he is the king of kings and lord of lords. Now, I want you to stand with me if you would. And I, I just as in true honor, I, I sense the spirit. And I like what we feel right here. It's different. And thank you, Lord. You said it would be. Thank you, Jesus. As the worship team comes around, I, I want you to just take just a moment. Wow. I want you to just take just a moment. First of all, I just want to ask you, you just bow your heads right where you're standing and just close your eyes. If you would, I just... sense him here. Just, God, we thank you right now. We recognize that you're in this room. You're in this place, God. Thank you for what you're doing in our hearts and lives. God, we thank you that because you're a king, what you decree and what you speak forth is established. What you've declared is true. God, we're honored today that you're here. God, we're honored today to be in your presence. It's, it's a joy that you allow us in a room where you are. Help us never take that for granted. Help us never take that lightly. But Father, help us also to see the authority that rests and sits in that for us. Because the one who sits on the throne can be seated in our hearts right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I always give opportunity every week. We always give opportunity to, for people to respond to what has been said. And we always share his word. We always teach it. And we always encourage people to live it out. And we always give people a chance to respond. We always close our service out with a worship song. And I want to give you that opportunity, but I hope you won't just take this lightly, what we're getting ready to do in just a moment. But first of all, I want to ask this, is he king of your life? Have you allowed him to be king? Does he have authority in your life? He stepped out of heaven, took on the, the crown of thorns, was beaten for you, gave his life for you. Have you been born again? Thank you, Jesus.
Lord, I thank you for that right now. If, if you're born again, if, you're, if, you, if you've been brought and born into the family and, and now you understand your sonship and your, even the authority's kingship that you've been given by birth, just before I ask anyone to respond to that, I want you to just take a moment, honor God and, honor, and, and, and thank him for allowing you, for allowing you to be a part of the kingdom. Father, we just honor you right now. Come on, if that's you, just worship him right now, right where you're at, before a song is sung, just from your heart. God, we worship you. King is among us, Lord. Your presence is here. Be the king of our hearts right now. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. If you've been born again, I just want you to just keep praying for just a moment. Keep your eyes closed for just a moment in prayer and in honor of the King right now. If you, need, if, you, if you haven't done this, you haven't been born again and given your life to Christ. And, and I want you to just raise your head up and open your eyes up and just look at me for just a moment. Just feel free to look. Just, just look at me. Just look at me. you be honest, just say, Pastor, I, 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 I need to be born again. I want you to just raise your hand up right where you're, right where you're standing. And I also want to ask this right now. I, I, I believe there's some folks here that <laughs> we've been operating and walking in less than what he has for us. Because we believed a lie that somehow Satan can lessen what God has spoken. I want you to understand this. If the king's decreed it, it's truth. Nothing can change that. There's no amendments. There's no change to that. So, Father, we want to just step into all that you have for us right now. In just a moment, we're going to open our altars up. We're going to spend just a few moments and close out our service in this way. A little bit different than what we typically would do. But if you know he's king and he's Lord of your life, I want you to do this this morning. I want you just to come, and I want you just to find you a place. And if you're physically able to do this, I just want you, if you would, to just just kneel in the presence of the king. Just find you a place and just kneel in the presence of the king and just sit at his feet and just sit in, in just where he's at. And as they sing this song, I just, I just sense this so strongly, that the king and his kingdom is going to come on earth as it is in heaven. I said, that's Jesus asked us to pray that way. It's because he believed it was, it was going to happen. So, Father, we want your kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. And I just sense this. I just sense that as we just get in his presence, we just honor the king. He's going to walk in this place. And all authority right now is going to flow over your situation. There's, a lot, there's some needs in this room today. And you know what you need? You need the king. Yes, you need the king. So I just, I just sense that. So as, they, as the worship team begins to minister and sing, if you're physically able to, I just want to invite you. And again, this may be your first time, second time. You come every week, whatever. If you're physically able to and you know Jesus is king of your heart and your life, I just want you to just come and just sit at the feet of the king and just in representation that I surrender and submit and I step underneath all authority that you have. I receive everything that you give today. And I just trust you, Father. I trust you, king, that you're in control and that you're good. In Jesus' name.